Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is our Steve King podcast where we also talk out of our ass while going through the books of Mr. King. Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> it's John D. and a Condon Bros. Caught is a wheel and dandelo and every other obscure King reference we can sing or talk about. It's too. Dudes, one king. Wow. Takeover. That's right. That's pretty good. What did you think of that? I enjoyed that. I just wrote that right now. That's brilliant. Two dudes, one king takeover. What's up, uh, youngsters? This is a bonus episode. Uh, I'm here with uh, John D. Francesco. He is... El Duderino. El Duderino. He is uh, with me, one of the... What do you call it? Co-Instagrammers? Is that the right word? I think we're just codependent. Codependent, yeah. Uh, On Instagram, yeah. We've been best friends since like the seventh grade. We both really love Stephen King. Which is funny because I've always thought it was fifth grade, but whatever. No, it's not. I hated you in fifth grade. I was terrified of you. I thought we were friends. No, I I just pretended to be your friend because I didn't want you to beat me up. That makes sense. Yeah. But uh, anyway, (laughs) we have an Instagram account called Two Dudes, One King, uh, Mm -hmm. and it's... It's just our love of King and yeah. other stuff. Horror yeah. a lot for we me. We got into book collecting this year during the pandemic. You got into book collecting this True. year. I, you got me back into it. Yes. It started for me like freaking six years ago or whatever when I ordered $50 worth of King books from eBay. <laughs> it was just like 40, 40 book lot. I will not be uh, saying on this podcast how much money I've spent on... Yeah, that's different uh, collectors editions of at least fifty dollars. Dark Tower books and at least fifty dollars. It was total, maybe even fifty five. If I'm being honest, yeah, it could be. But but anyway, I wanted to really quickly because while I was singing that, Mm -hmm. I said uh, (laughs) I said Ka is a wheel in Dandelo, but because I was just singing over the Long May You Young intro, it sounded like cock is a wheel. Which is just as good. <laughs> it, it's, I, the reference still fits. It is. And that's what the Dark Tower books are about, is cock. It's a big, dark cock. What if it, and, what if it, and Roland is going towards it. What if it was? If the whole, if, if, if that cock falls... Cock is a wheel. The, the whole thing, just the whole universe collapses. <laughs> it's all dependent. <laughs> so what if it wasn't? Because when you hear someone say the, like "ca is a wheel," you're like, "Yeah, yeah, cock is a wheel." But if, it wouldn't have the same. It wouldn't feel the. <laughs> feel Maybe the not same. with the same people. No. Um, if what you, would the Crimson King be then? It'd just be everything else would be exactly the same. It's just <laughs> "ca" is okay. cock. Yeah. And "oi" is dick. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah, I, I feel bad for disrespecting yeah. Uh If you don't know what we're talking about, that's probably normal. Yeah. Uh, if you're a youngster, 
this is going to be slightly Neil related this episode. Actually, it's pretty Neil related. Yeah, I um, did a little research. To, funny, there's not as many Neil King connections as you would think. I was, I did a little research yeah. myself. Could not find hardly as yeah. any of the. Uh, yeah. Did you find the? So there's one guy. I think I have it saved on my phone. I have to dig it out. But I did find one guy. So we're not the first to think that King is Neil Young. Well, let's get into this. Yeah. So okay. this is the conspiracy so theory we came up with. If you're, we thought we came If up you're with. a youngster, a.k.a. a regular listener of Long May You Young, you know that we often reference Neil Young as a time-traveling vampire. Yep. So <clears throat> um, we decided to give you this bonus episode. It's just me and John. Uh, John... Knows this podcast. He's been a guest on this podcast. Also, John is very close friends with Nails Lofgren. I am. Yeah, I I visit Nails uh, Emporium quite a bit. Yeah. If you, I, if you are, did, you get to the Carney Nail because it was a blast. I, it was I, so much fun. You know, I was gonna go, but when I heard his ad that he had candy apples filled with nails, you I stay thought, away from the food. Okay. In fact, actually, it was supposed to go till Christmas weekend. I guess. Um, it got shut down immediately. It got shut down immediately after Labor Day weekend. <laughs> Too many people were eating nails. Yeah, a lot of e- nails. Yeah, and, and some one kid fell off of a tea nail thing. Well, that sounds something. like that would be a good thing if you fell off of it because it's a nail, right? Yeah, yeah, but it was still spinning, and then he okay. got trampled by the other one, so he got shut down. Anyway, Nails Lofgren is a friend of the podcast, and yeah. he's called in a few times, and now he just seems like he can leave ads whenever he wants. Anyway, John knows him. Yep. Uh, John's a fan of Neil. I was on the Tonight's the Night. No. Or no, no, uh, the beach one. On the beach. On the beach. On the beach I was episode. on the beach for On the Beach. Yes. Yep. Um, but uh, we decided we'd do a little bonus episode and talk about uh, uh, Stephen King and how he ties in with Neil Young and maybe a few conspiracy theories that you brought up to me based on the last episode that you heard at the time of this recording. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, Because I I was originally going to call and leave a message about that, You were, but I thought, let's just record a bonus episode and put it out whenever. Let me see if I can remember. You guys... This was during the the uh, Human Highway episode. You guys were trying... I don't know which one of you was saying. It was probably Russ was saying that you were wondering... um, Or, and I'd mentioned it, too, when we were watching Human Highway, the little bit that I saw, where you... It was like, is his name Lionel in the movie? Yeah, Lionel Switch. I was like, Lionel the Switch is a lot like Jordy Verrill from Creepshow, which is Stephen King's character that he plays. Um, I think Shu also and Shu and Shu says the same thing too. So I went looking because you guys brought up what year the movies came out or whatnot, and so when I looked, I found out that um, they both came out the same year. Both movies, Creepshow and Human Highway, came out in 1982, Hmm. Um, but Creepshow was filmed pretty much consecutively in uh, 81 <clears throat> excuse me where um human highway was done i think over like four years yeah was it over four years it was yeah it was a, i think it was two or three different big blasts of filming time but yeah it was it took like four years to so they took their time with it technically neil had his character probably before um king sure did sure but there's unless which i didn't find but unless king like showed up on the human highway blast party right. or something. He never would have seen he what never would have seen that. Neil did. So they were definitely, it's kind of like the same, like great minds think alike mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah. But what I did find out is that 
so when King portrayed Jordy Verrill, he got a lot of flack for it from people, you know, like people, fans of Creepshow were like, wow, like Stephen King is a terrible actor. Why is he the worst actor I've ever seen? <laughs> Which I disagree, but. Yeah, same here. I mean, it's he, it fits the part. He's you know? quirky. Yeah. But what's funny is George Romero like apologized to Stephen King because George Romero, George Romero is the guy who like helped write and then direct the movie with King, helped create it. Um, George Romero told him to portray Jordy as if you were the roadrunner on a roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote cartoon, like literally be a cartoon character. Yeah. And then, uh, what terrible direction by the way, apparently, but like he nailed it. Like George was so happy with how Steve did it. But then when a movie came out, everyone was like thinking that, Oh, this is Stephen King trying to actually act. And nobody really liked it. Um, which I disagree because, like I said, I I enjoyed it. I think he I think he did a great job with it. And Stephen King can definitely act. If you don't believe me, you just need to go watch it, Chapter Two, for that amazing cameo in the I, pawn yeah. shop, and it's just perfect. Like just seeing King acting like that. Um, did you bring that specific cameo up for a reason? For the Neil Young shirt? Mm-hmm. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent brought it up for the Neil Young shirt, yeah. the Harvest shirt that he's wearing. So in it, Chapter Two. Neil Young has a cameo. He's in like a pawn shop. He's yep. the owner of the pawn shop. And he is wearing a Neil Young shirt. Did mm-hmm. you know? I'm, did you read? I, I was. I read a little bit about this, about how like he was upset he that was the director, Andy, made him wear that shirt. Irritated at it. Yeah. And I was very thrown off by the story. I'm going to just read yeah, pull this it real up. quick. Is that what you sent me? No, no, no. I sent okay. you something different. But uh, let me pull this up here. Okay. Okay. The character that King plays is wearing a shirt from Neil Young's album Harvest. King released It in 1986 and wrote several mottos in his bestseller, including Out of the Blue and Into the Black, a sentence from Neil Young's song My My Hey Hey. According to the director, obtaining the legal permission to show the t-shirt in the film was a piece of cake, but King's reaction when he was confronted with the shirt surprised Machete, who's the director. Yeah. Um... He says, I came to the set with a t-shirt in my hands. When I showed it to King, it almost seemed as if it annoyed him. I asked him why he reacted like that, and he said to me, and I, I don't, this... The, yeah, the quote was weird. He says, I, I really like Neil Young nothing. It so, seems like it's missing something. No, you got to dig deeper. Find a different version of that story if you go looking okay. through the links. Um, yeah, there was something along the lines there where, like, he didn't like the fact... Like, I think Neil might not have liked the fact that he was using his quotes in his book. And so the fact that he was putting the shirt in the movie was something that was kind of making King uneasy. Well, so then the director says, but you used a piece of the lyrics as a motto. And King responded with, I was probably high. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Which is uh, strange to me unless you subscribe to the theory that... And I sent this to you. Yeah. I, this is the same thread that I was so reading. So you texted, you were, you called me and told me that you had this theory. And then when I, I literally just Googled Stephen King. Is Neil, Neil Young. No, I, I didn't even put oh, is. No? I just okay. put Stephen King, Neil Young. Yep. And one of the first, not is one it, of the first ones, but if you scroll down a little bit. Is this off of Reddit, right? I think this is off of Reddit. Someone yep. named Southbound2017 posted, I truly believe Stephen King and Neil Young are the same person if not on this earth, at least in different dimensions. They look alike and are around the same age, and they can both write forever. I think they are the same people, and one is an alter ego. Yep. And you called me a, 
a week ago with the exact same, well, yeah. similar, similar. Because so process. we've always made the jokes in the past that like, okay, you know, King was writing his books and then kind of got pigeonholed as the as King. You know, so that what did he do? He made up Richard Bachman so he could write like a different style, and then Richard Bachman got caught. And so he did the whole kill Richard Bachman, and then he kind of almost like fused both of those together for the dark half and, and wrote a really great book that kind of symbolized that, and among other things. But um, I we've always made the joke that like it, it's still going, right? Mm. Like I have not read Harry Potter yet, but you have. Mm-hmm. And you say it's like probably one of the greatest series you've ever read up there with the Dark Tower, right? Um, their their writing is great for sure. Yeah, I, uh, I we're mean, not reflecting on the person themselves. Totally. Yeah, I, I yeah, I'll, I'll stand by that. I really like the Harry Potter books. I read them with my kids, so yeah. I don't know if it'll be different for you just yeah. reading them. As well, a, I heard it gets intense towards the end too. <clears throat> um, it does. I'm trying to think if if I'm projecting having read them to my kids, yeah. and, and that stuff. But it's still it's. The characters are great. I mean, even King references yeah, Harry Potter and the Dark what Tower. What kind of gets books, my so. interest yeah. peaked a little bit? Um, but yeah, so we've kind of made the joke that like, yeah, well, you know, like J.K. Rowling doesn't even really exist. It's actually just another pseudonym that King has been using. <laughs> and now, like, I went on a huge kick. What kind of got you back into King Joe just Hill. most recently was yeah, Joe Hill. I read um, Heart Shaped Box, and then I immediately read The Fireman afterwards, and both books just blew me away. And so I immediately finished the rest of his books, which thankfully isn't that many yet. It's yeah. only like seven. Um, but like, it got me thinking where I'm like, this is like, a, okay, sure, it's his son. But like, does Joe Hill even really exist? Like, this could just be like a picture from King when he was younger, because it kind of looks so like him. So you don't think there are any other authors? You I don't think, think it's there's just Stephen King? For good books. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I have no doubt that James Patterson is, is exists. <laughs> You know, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> John has no doubt that James Patterson exists. He exists. I actually had an idea. Uh, what was it? I was thinking of this the other day when I was driving for to, this. To uh, just name the next James Patterson novel, just think of a nursery. No, run. like we just have to. Yeah, I wanted to like see who could who would run out first trying to like make up like what like what's your favorite James Patterson book and like a quick summary of it. Good. Like I'll go first. I'm going to go first because I, I have this one. OK, so my favorite James Patterson book is definitely M is for murder. <laughs> Which is, uh, it's about this teacher, uh, Jennifer Hansen, and she's a kindergarten teacher, um, but she, but, but at night she actually goes out and solves, uh, murders. She actually murders people. Oh, okay. Yeah. She, she goes and solves murders for people, but she's solving murders of only people that were killed because of using bad grammar. See, my favorite, uh, James Patterson book is Ring Around the Rosie, which is about, uh, a woman found dead named Rosie Hansen. <laughs> yep, okay. Uh, and she's got a ring drawn around her and the cops, the detectives. One of them is this almost retired detective and one of them is this young lady detective and they have to figure out what's happening. And they have that kind of push with, pull. That is a good one. I do like that one. So Rosie. one that's a little better, if you haven't read this one yet, okay. you should check this one out. There's a knick-knack paddywhack, give a dog death. <laughs> <laughs> this one's really good. It's about a dog that can smell um, ghosts. It's really good. Wow, it's it's sounds, ri- it's riveting. It's that scary. Incredible. Yeah, it's really good. Knick knack paddywhack. Give a dog death. Uh, I don't know if you've read uh, his newest one. It's John Jacob Jingleheimer death, and it's about the <laughs> detective John Jacob Jingleheimer. Yeah, who he's almost retired, and he just got this new partner. She's this younger kind of firecracker woman, 
and they've got to figure out who's killing people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't. I, I prefer his older stuff. Um, like one of his classics is definitely Along Came a Murderer. <laughs> Um, and it's just, it's you know about, he, you know, he really has a book called the long game of spider, I think. Or, yeah, I think. Yeah. So I don't know if he, the movies. Okay. I hate explaining jokes, but if you <laughs> apologies to James Patterson fans out there, <laughs> but all his books are named after nursery rhymes, or, every single one of them. And he comes out about with about seven a year, I would say. Yeah. They're intense. I actually have read a few James Patterson books and they're not bad. Have you really? Yeah. Like, all right, I'm done. No, like 20 years ago. I'm leaving. Yeah. Shut up. Anyway. Uh, so, what were we talking about? You think uh, the, the, you think the, that Neil Young is so? I think that Stephen King, you know, writes these books, and then you know he's like, "Well, I want to write songs," and then you know his agents are like, "Dude, you you write books. No one gives a shit about your songs. This heart of gold shit. It's never gonna sell. No one cares." Well, what about the fact? So he came up with this Neil Young pseudonym, and like. Neil Young is this guy that is really just singing Stephen King songs. But what about the fact that that Stephen King does play music? I mean, pretty terribly. <laughs> well, that's like obviously to keep up the charade. Called oh, okay. You got to keep up the charade. You're like, oh yeah, I'm in the rock bottom remainders. Huh. You know? Okay. That's my theory. On is it. James Patterson? In Although the rock I do like what, what was it? Southbound. Oh my God, James Patterson. He's the bass player. Of course he is. <laughs> No, um, Southbound 27, or 2017 had a good point, though, where, like, I like how he was honest about it, or he or she, I guess we don't really know. Yeah. Um, but basically saying, like, I think it's the same person, even if it's not in this earth, like, another dimension, which it's almost like, what if Stephen King in another dimension didn't focus on uh, writing as much, at least story-wise, but, like, focus on playing guitar yeah. and, play, and making music? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like when you think about like if you read interviews with with um, Stephen King, he talks you, you'll hear this reference a lot where it's like, this is what I was born to do. Yeah. I was born to make to write stories. Right. And also he. he so what if he was born to write music? It's true that he never stops and he keeps writing good. Like the his last book, at least at the time of this recording, The Institute was yeah. fucking great. It it's was amazing. A great King book. I loved it. Yeah. And he's still. His, his old books still hold up. Me and you. That were... wasn't his last book, actually. You're forgetting "Let It uh, Let It Bleed." I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, I knew there was another one. You're yeah, forgetting. yeah. I forgot. But even, I mean, even that was great. Even that one was good. Yeah. Um. It, so, but in the, but the same... Institute was a page burner. Like that was totally like, like halfway through the book, you're just ripping through those but pages. But Neil is the same way. He's still like putting out not just like good music for a 74 year old he's still putting out like good fucking music and yeah. good content he's still putting out good movies he's still putting out like good thoughts into the atmosphere yeah he j and both of them i feel like don't really give a shit they know they believe what they believe yeah and then here it is and if you like it great if not I, they don't give a shit yeah i i would say that stephen king is the neil young of writing and Neil Young is the Stephen King of songwriting. Of songwriting, yeah, is, I can see that. So and so, if you kind of want to get a little conspiracy-ish about it, I can see how they might both. I could. I don't know. Maybe they're. Maybe they're okay. Maybe they're not. Maybe. Maybe they're not all like. Twinners just masquerading. Maybe they're twinners. They're twinners. They could be twinners. One of them. One it. of them flipped and stayed over here in our yeah. side. I like you know, that idea. I, I like that. That sounds pretty good. I, uh, twinners. I think that's definitely what it is. Who now? Here's the question, though. So if if they're twinners and they're both in our side, which one's actually ours, and which one is the twinner? 
Because my theory yeah, which on one's that, Jake and which one's uh, yeah, my theory is I think Neil's the flipper. I would say Neil's the twinner because you, th- you he's think too, Neil belongs because Neil's in, more out there. Because I feel like not just that. I feel like the territories wasn't. That's like a much more pure yeah. place. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember them saying that you could smell what was it a radish being pulled from the ground from like three miles away mm-hmm. or something. That's the world I feel like Neil's from. Yeah. King is from like the dirtier side, the side where like the mother's dying of cancer. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I would put it. I don't know. There's I probably see, people I, that I would disagree with that. I could see both arguments. Uh, if you don't understand the reference, we're 20 minutes in here. I don't know how you're still listening and don't understand the reference, yeah. but we're talking about the book, The Talisman, the by Talisman. Stephen King. Yep. And uh, Peter Straub. Give a, give a shout out to Peter, Peter Straub. I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. he did some. He leaned over the couch when King went to go to the bathroom and he like just typed his name. So he, like, like the family guy thing. The, with the family guy's yeah, good, yeah. 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 Um, no, I don't want to shit on Peter Straub because I actually, I think he's a pretty good writer. <laughs> he is. I still haven't read Ghost Story, but I've heard it's his best work. Yeah. Oh, I, did you see the trailer for Dune? I haven't seen the trailer Have you yet. read Dune? I haven't. I need to. You got to read Dune. Yeah. I'm gonna Herbert, re- right? Yeah. I'm going to reread it um, probably after I finish. Isn't there, there's more the than one though. Isn't there like a bunch there's of a, them? There's a shit ton, but the first one's all you need to read. But they're okay. making a, a new movie, not the David Lynch one. Yeah. It looked, the trailer looks so fucking good. Yeah, I'll definitely have to read it before. Watch I, the trailer. It's going to make you want to read it. Okay. It's a great book. I mean, it it's it's different, yep. but it's very like science fiction-y, but it's great. It's been on my it's been on my TBR for a while, but I definitely haven't acquired it yet. TBR for those of you guys who don't, if, they're, if they know what they are, if they're listening to this, I just feel like I have to explain everything. Explaining if you don't know, it's when you like say things like to make someone understand. So yeah, but what, so like, how do you stand under someone? That doesn't no, make that's sense. no uh, understand is a word. Yeah, that you saying use. St- if you stand under someone, they're not you're over them. That's kind of <laughs> so rude. Stupid. I don't get it. Um, all right, any other Neil? king tie-ins that we should talk or do you want to elaborate any more on this no that was uh, like i was really just kind of stoked on the idea that i was like holy crap creep show and human highway came out the same year mm. and you have two characters that act pretty similar and they kind of look the same too i would be cu- you know what i kind of want to do now they kind of look similar i kind of want to go through and look at neil's albums in the King books that, that came go out, out with them, and, oh, like to yeah. see if they correspond at all, to see if there's any like tie-ins. Yeah, that would be very interesting. Like when was when was King's first book? Carrie came out. Was in it, se- it was seventy, 70 something. Uh, I want to say like nine, but I could be way off. You look up that, and I'll look up Neil's first self-titled album. Let's take a look. You can edit out all this dead air, I hope. No, I'm leaving it in. It's way better. Because, okay, that came out in 68, okay? Okay, originally published in 74, 74 is Carrie. okay. So what came out in 74? Well, I should know this. But I was going to say, I think it's like the... might have been the beach one. Um, You're not far off. Wouldn't be Harvest. No, Harvest was 72. I know that one. Okay. Um, okay, 74 was no. On the Beach. On the Beach? The episode yeah. that you were on. Nice, cool. Okay, and, and that was Wait Stephen a minute. King's am, first book. Am I Stephen King? You are, you are not Stephen King. I think I might be you Stephen You might be King. James Patterson. Oh, God. Um, let's mean, look at the track list for On the Beach. Walk On, Girl in High School Who Has Supernatural Powers. Wait, go back to that one. 
Uh, I said, see the sky about to rain. Why? What did you think I said? Oh, never mind. I thought I heard something else. Oh, okay. Um, Revolution Blues for the turnstiles. Uh, girl's mother is absolutely crazy, so uh, she uh, oh, loses her mind. No. Uh, Vampire Blues. Oh, uh, Vampire Blues Lot, with though. Salem's Lot. Dude, I bet you Salem's Lot was the second book. Let me look that up real yeah, quick. Yeah, Salem's Lot was probably the either the year after. That's probably 75 or 76. Uh, I don't know, man. I feel like King, you think this was back when he was 75. It was, was it? It was the next year. Okay. So maybe he was like inspired by Neil's stuff. I bet you he was. I, I feel like they're kindred spirits. I feel like they they're connected are. spirits. It very, it very much surprised me that, that King had a, re, like a negative reaction to wearing the Neil Young shirt, but it was probably because yeah. he was so stoked to put a Neil Young quote in it, which I thought for sure was in the stand. Yeah, that's a bit of, um. what's the, the fucking theory? What's yeah. the Bernstein theory, the Bernstein theory? Mandela effect. The Mandela effect, that's yes. what that is. Because you thought the same thing, right? I was 100% thinking that that was in. And Russ thought Why the would same that thing not too. be in the, the stand? stand? Yeah. Fade I, to black. Like, I agree. Why, why would that and, not and be in And you know what's it? weird? I just reread the stand. Literally five months ago. Just reread it. And you thought it was in there. And I'm positive it was in there. Wow. And that, I bet you it still is in there somewhere, I, I like just, in the book. Dude, I just like searched it like high and low before we started recording this. It's not in there at all. There's really? no Neil Young references in the stand. It's in t- There's some Springsteen references, but it's in, like the, the Neil Young is just in it, which is so weird because I swear to God, Russ said the same thing. He said, no, I think oh, I thought it was in the did. stand. Yeah. Which is so weird, right? That we that all thought weird. that. Yeah. I, I kind of, looking back, I guess I can see why it would make a fitting quote for it just because like, you know, forgetting your friends, like every, sure. like, even when they left after kids before they came back as adults, even that, like what did everything just faded to black? You know what I mean? Like they, yeah. they kind of just forgot everything. Um, um, I just Googled Neil Young, the stand and nothing's going to come up except for Neil Young's version of who's going to stand up. What are you looking up there? Just, I just wanted to see if it was in the stand. It's not. He's not in the stand. It's just it that we're thinking of. Really? So weird to me. All right. Oh. Um. All right. All right. Hold on. I think I might have found it. What? Okay. So this is the uh, kind of like, I don't know. I feel like this quote makes a little bit more sense in regards to what we were talking about before with Neil Young, uh, the Harvest shirt in It, Chapter yep. 2. Okay. I was on the set of the. I was on the set with the T-shirt in my hands, when I was uh, when King showed up. It almost seemed as if it irritated him. I asked him why. He replied. He said to me, "I think Neil Young didn't like it." Uh, when I said, uh, "When I said, but you're still a part of the lyric as a motto used probably to King." Yeah, see, the bottom of this doesn't even make sense. But what I'm gathering from it is it's saying that um, apparently. I don't think Neil Young liked King using the lyrics in it. Yeah. So, so I don't know if like he didn't get permission for that or if he did, but like then maybe Neil read the book and when, then didn't enjoy the book. When did the stand come out? Because if, if you think about it, if you were an author, I mean, if you were a songwriter, would you want your lyrics quoted in a book with a child train being run? <laughs> like, I'm just saying, like, oh, the, you know the book with the 12 kids, with the seven alert. kids, with the seven kids? Yeah, if you, if you, sorry, if you haven't read It yet, turn everything down until you finish It. 
okay? Because you don't want to get this spoiled. But yeah, there's like a big giant sex scene with like 12 year olds in it. And <laughs> there's a child orgy. Yeah. In it. Yeah. It's not technically an orgy. It's more of like what we would call a train because they all take their turns. It's very disturbing and very out of place. Very weird, out of place. Because the book is incredible. The book is is incredible. It's so good. And then I I still remember crying at the end, not at this part. (laughs) Oh, I cried at this part. (laughs) It's heartbreaking. But it, like, you know, talking about, you know, forgetting your childhood and all the different kind of metaphors that he throws in. But then you're reading it, and it's very intense at this part, and they're in the sewers, they're and they're trying, fighting, they just and they're defeated, to they defeat just defeated this monster. Yeah. And then you're like... <laughs> but here's the thing, too. i got to give him credit. As I'm reading it, right? Like, it's not that I'm okay with it, but as you read it, King has this ability to make, basically make you sit there and be like, it's the only thing they could do. Right. This is They had to do it to get out of the sewers. I guess King is really manipulative. So, with his constant readers. Okay, so here's something weird. Okay. The Stand came out or was released uh, on October 3rd, 1978. Okay. The song that Halloween he quotes, uh, Hey, Hey, My, My, doesn't appear until Russ Never Sleeps, and that comes out in 79, a year later. So you were thinking that that book, we were all thinking that that book had quotes in it that didn't even exist Didn't at even that exist time. at the time. Wow. Isn't that weird? That is really Why weird. Why did we think it was in the stand? It it came up before the actual quote. I don't know, man. It's the it's the Mandela effect. It's definitely the Mandela effect. So there's another so the 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 world, the territories where where Neil has come from, I think that is the year where uh my, my hey hey my my came out a year before. Yeah. That's my guess. Or that's my guess. Or something something else. I don't know. <laughs> I, I got to tell you about something, though, because this will excite you. I just found something out. I got, I'm going to give a shout out. Okay. I highly doubt this person's actually listening. But uh, one of our followers on the Two Dudes, One King account. Mm-hmm. Instagram um, account. Instagram account, yep. Uh, Insta for short. I don't know if you're hip to that. No, I, I'm still the old folk. I call it the gram. Oh, you call it the gram. Yeah, that's the cool. old gram. That's or if you cool. want to call it like what our, you know, the bookstagram. That's what we call it. If you're like a bookstagram. I'm super uh, old school, so I call it the OG IG. The OG IG? Yeah. I like that. That's cool, right? That's pretty cool. That's pretty sweet. Um, it's on the uh, interweb. I don't know if you I know about like that. that. Yeah, but, but I don't like that. So this is a shout out to Lindy. Uh, goes by Constant Reader 666, I think. That's, that's kind the of, devil's number. Yeah, I don't. We'll you know, allow it. She's, I mean, I allow it because she gave out this information. I just want to make sure I'm getting it right. Yeah, at ConstantReader666. Um, she hooked me up with a really cool website. You are going to love this, dude. So you saw that post that I did about all the hotter editions I got? Yeah. Um, so go to, have you gone to Book Depository yet? No. Dude, BookDepository.com. You ready? It's a, it's a book ordering site based out of the UK, free shipping, and they have every uk you could want for real oh dude it's a, and they're not out i just ordered carrie and a um, uk carrie the I, the halloween hotter edition of carrie and misery so now i'll oh, have wow. like most i think that's all they have for the halloween editions i could be wrong um but it's i'm like stoked dude it's it's kind of bad because now it's just a whole other website that i'm going to be pouring my money into but Easy yeah. access to UK editions, dude. So yeah, dude, shout out sick. to Lindy for hooking us up with that website. Um, but yeah. So 
Neil Young was born on November 12th, 1945. Yep, I looked that as on 40 what is it? 45, 45. And King was what? 40 September 21st, 1947. 47, yeah. Okay. A so little I'm... less than 2 years later. Yep. What would you do if you looked up the days between November 12th, 1945 and September 21st, 1947 and it was 666 days? <laughs> Cuz it's pretty damn close. Why did you look it up? Did you no, just do the I, math? No, but if you think about it, it's two years apart, but a little less than two years. Yep. Two years is about seven hundred and something days, right? Yeah. So subtract November, October, September. Sub- subtract two months from that. That's okay. sixty days. I don't know. I mean, it's not exactly there, but it's pretty close. You got to account if there was a leap year too that year too within those two years. If yeah. you need that I mean, one, if we're really doing if it, you I, need that I don't want to really do it. I don't want. This is where like right. we're gonna hear a pounding at the door. No, I don't want to hear a pounding be, like, at the, the door. FBI, or it'll be the shot. Okay, so November twelfth, nineteen forty-five to November twelfth, nineteen forty-six. That's three hundred sixty-five days, right? Yep. So then it would be what's three sixty-five times two. It's uh, 830? No, you're not even close. I don't How think. are you kidding me, dude? 730, I mean. Yeah. 730. 365 times two? Times two. 730. Okay, nice. All right, so. so like I said. But hold on. So November 12th, go back a month to so, October 12th. So what? Minus 30, 31. 30, 31. Because there's, yeah. So now we're at that. 699. Now go back. King was September 21st. We're at what? October 12th. So go back, hold on, 12 days. So it'd be another nine days. So minus 12 and then minus nine. So minus 12, minus nine. What is it? <laughs> 678. 678, okay. If there's any like... Yeah. 678. 678. Uh, so hold on. <laughs> now, we're just, now we're just being stupid. <laughs> yep, this is so seven. dumb. This doesn't matter at all. Nope. 678. Uh, don't, don't do it. I know, I can feel... <laughs> Both of our brains just trying to turn like hamster wheels to figure out how to get some sort of fucked up number out of that. Don't do it. Stop. I can't help Stop myself. Stop playing with the phone. Um, okay, never mind. Don't. Yeah, don't do it. All right. I feel like you just, you just found out something really bad. Yeah, just I can't. Like, I don't want to tell you. Oh, the difference 13. Never mind. Let's go. I don't want to tell you. Is it 27? Uh-huh. What? The difference? Uh-huh. No. No, it's not. <laughs> no, okay, I was going to say. Um, okay, so another... So this is the other thing I want to tell you. We're going to kind of divulge a little bit. Okay. We're going to stray from Neil Young, but it's okay because we're going to talk about Rocky, and that's 100% acceptable in my book. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know, if you want to talk about Rocky, you got to talk about him like this. Okay. I don't like that, but go ahead. <laughs> um do you know who Joe Spinnell is? I no. think I'm saying his name right. I don't. Let me look it up. Well, you should. You should know who he is. I watched. Um, so recently, I got Shutter. I think I told you that. Mm-hmm. And Shutter is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, Joe Spinell. Okay, I Do still you know don't who know Joe who Spinell that is. is. We should say John has been into horror movies since I met him in the yep. fifth grade or sixth grade or yeah. seventh grade. Uh, uh, someone asked this on Instagram a little while ago, and I mentioned this, that one of my earliest memories is uh, I remember watching Chucky with my parents. 
and <laughs> with your parents with my parents my parents are just watching tv and i was like watching chucky this little doll go around and killing it, people. it actually explains quite a bit yeah and uh, it terrified the crap out of me that was the first time i ever oh, really remember. chucky scared you as chucky a little child terrified huh. me yeah. odd that's crazy. odd um but anyway so but yeah i loved i you i had it's also like a, called child's play by the way child's play obviously yeah um so i remember renting all of those movies from the from the back when rental video rental stores were a thing yeah which i highly miss i think those should still be around that would be cool but um anyway oh back to joe spinell yeah um he played gazzo oh okay yeah in the rocky movies yeah, yeah, yeah. um condominiums he, he also played a character called frank zito in a movie called maniac never heard of it you do not want to watch you are not the kind of person that needs to watch this movie dude. <laughs> okay this movie is fucked up beyond belief and i loved every second of it dude i bet of course you did so and i didn't realize it until i watched it because i watched it on um one of the series that's on shutters is do you know who joe bob briggs is no. Do you remember like he used to have his own show? You, you remember like the old um, Sounds really familiar. Remember the old hor- when they would show horror movies on TV, but they wouldn't show there would always be like the guy introing them where it'd be like, "Hey, welcome to my show and I'm going to tell you about this movie." And okay, like he yeah, would kind yeah, of yeah. he would intro it and sure. there would be commercial breaks with sure. him. Yeah, yeah. So Joe Bob Briggs has has been doing that for a long time, but he has a new one which is the same format on uh, Shudder, and it's called The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs. And okay. He talks an astronomically a lot during the breaks in between the movie. But anyway, he was showing Maniac, and he was bringing this up, and it, it's, like, it's actually kind of brilliant. Maniac is basically um, the original version of Joker, like, huh. the, like the Arthur Fleck Joker, the one that Joaquin yeah, yeah, yeah. Phoenix just did. Because it's about this guy who has mother issues, and he keeps he keeps mannequins in his apartment, which is really weird. But then he goes out, and he um, basically like terrorizes. Like usually he starts with prostitutes. He's like he like gets prostitutes home, and like like you know has tries to have sex, but he can't. This is the dude who weird. played Gazo. This is the guy that played Gazo. Like towards the towards the end, he died in eighty nine, and this movie came out. I want to say in eighty. 80 it might have been 80 or 81 i think it was 80 mm. um so it was definitely after rocky it, basically you want to know what happened to gazzo right because gazzo kind of just disappears it's from after rocky. rocky too yeah yeah he's just kind of gone it's uh, because he becomes frank zito he only becomes frank zito because his driver kept saying <laughs> take it to the zoo yeah um hey listen rock some hey, guys hey. hate because they want to hate hey, hey, hey what happened what happened to the bus what the bus i ran over your face um that's that's one of the best rocky one is just a fucking amazing brilliant movie everything is amazing about that whole series is amazing but rocky one is definitely awesome yeah it's great um but no so anyway the thing that's really kind of sad about this because i was watching um as i was watching maniac is they had an idea for a sequel and this is the one that I saw when I watched this because there's like a 10 minute clip you can find that they shot. So, so Maniac 2, and it was called Mr. Um, Robbie or Mr. Robbo or something, um, some weird name, right? Oh, Mr. Roboto. That's a song. No, it wasn't Mr. Roboto. Oh, all right. Don't oh, move. Mr. Robot, the show on uh, no, TBS. No, it wasn't that. No. Um, oh, Robocop. Uh, yeah, I'm familiar It was with none that. of those things. <laughs> um, 
So, uh, oh, the name Robert. No, dude. No, <laughs> I'd have to look it up. But it was like it was like Robbie or Rob, Robbo, maybe Robbo or something. Okay. But um, it was it was called Maniac Two though, and which is weird because like the Maniac Two Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> Breaking Two. No, um, Maniac Two The Streets, Maniac Cop Two The Streets, Dead Heat. <laughs> no, um, no. So like. The the sequel idea, right, was about Maniac Two: The Search for Curly's Gold. No, dude, that's a good movie, though. You can't let you can't talk down to that. Um, it's about a it's about a TV show host. Listen yeah. to this, dude. TV show host. You got to watch the clip, dude. I feel like I got to show you the clip so you can really get it. But like, he's got half his face. Gazzo has half his face done up as a clown. Okay, and then the other half is just his face. And they do this brilliant shot where, like, he's the camera's over here. When did this here. movie come out? So this, listen though, listen, this is not a movie. It didn't get to get filmed. That's oh, what's okay. so sad about this, right? He was really excited. The Joe. Oh, Spinole, but he died. He died in '89. They didn't get to finish doing it. They only shot a 10 minute promo. It's like a Brandon Lee thing. They shot a 10 minute promo basically to make money. They were like, "Hey, we want to make this movie. And this is what the general idea of it's going to be." And they filmed 10 minutes of it. And then he, like, they were working on getting money for it. And he ended up passing away in 89. And, like, oh, wow. they were never able to do it. But so listen to this concept, though. This guy is the, he's a children's television host. And kids call into him complaining about, like, oh, my name's Jimmy. And my, my dad, he, like, he hits my mom. And then he, like, Jeez. he beats me for watching TV. And, and so the, the guy, Mr. Robbo, gets these like phone calls from kids, and then he goes out and freaking murders these kids' parents. What? Dude, it's fucking insane. It's so crazy. It's like one of the craziest 10-minute clips I've ever seen in my life. He like takes this chef and like douses his face down into like the grease and like boils his face off. And like, dude, it's fucking This is nuts. It's crazy. And, and like, he's a t- this is a TV show that he does. It well, no, no, no. It's he's the t- he's a host a of host. a TV show. Yeah, yeah. And people, kids call, call in, in and yeah, he yeah. tracks down the parents and punishes them for treating their kids bad. Sounds insane. It sounds, dude, it looked like it would have been a fucking great movie. Speaking of TV hosts, did you see what's on Amazon Prime? I don't have Amazon Prime, so I wouldn't know. Uh, stay tuned. Do you remember that movie? Oh, God, with... Um, John Ritter. With John Ritter. And what's her name? And Eugene Levy's in it. And, uh, e- yep, Eugene Jeffrey, Levy. Jeffrey Jones. Jeffrey Jones. Yeah, let's not talk about Jeffrey Jones, though. You know about that, right? No, why? What happened? Oh, he's like a convicted pedophile. Oh, damn. Yeah, that's that why he doesn't do movies anymore. Oh, jeez. That's why he literally you vanished from the scene. weirdly makes sense, yeah. just looking at him. Yep. I mean, he was great in State <laughs> <laughs> Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It, it did not hold up. I remember like being partly scared, but partly like I thought it was Dude, funny as a hold kid. Hold on, no, no, no. Dwayne's Underworld. Yeah, that part I thought was as a Dwayne's kid. Dwayne's Underworld. I thought it was the funniest shit in the world it's when I was still, a kid. I think it still it's still would not, hold up. It's no, not, it does not. The hold Three up. Sons of Bitches. Come on, dude. It's with not. John Ritter. No, <laughs> that's I mean, genius. That is, like Three Sons of Bitches. Honestly, what it is, it's like a bunch of like stupid ideas for like parody TV shows. Yeah, it's the first interdimensional television. It, yeah, it is. Is what it is. Yeah. Um, I like. I the feel only, like I would. I the, would still. The enjoy only part it. that made me laugh when I rewatched it was uh, <laughs> there's a show. It's like a like a spoof on like hidden camera prank shows, but a cop shows up. At oh this, God! And the tells her that the kid's dead or whatever. He says, he says that your husband's dead, and he goes into detail. She starts crying, and then 
Yeah, she and then he points the camera points out. Points the camera and just like all like sadistic yeah. pranks or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, that's kind of funny to me. That is brilliant. Dude, I feel like a lot of that's brilliant. That they even funny. did like the animated part. Yeah, the Tom and Jerry thing. It was kind of dumb. Yep. Uh, that's the whole a- concept was kind of stupid. Like John Ritter's just way too into TV, like over the top into TV. That I remember being a little weird, but yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. I feel like I, w- I would, st- I th- honestly, I think I own it. I think it's on DVD somewhere in my yeah, house. Yeah, probably. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. We should talk. Uh, I don't want this to be like as long as an episode. I want this to be like a good, nice, short bonus yeah. episode, like an hour or under. Yeah. But I want to just. So let's just keep talking about Stay Tuned and how amazing Well, I want to. We do. We keep going back to this. We have an Instagram account called Two Dudes, One King. Yep. Uh, That's the number two but dudes. Which, number one. Because we King. both share a love for Stephen King, but we do not both share a love for horror movies. No. And I thought it would be interesting to touch on. Both of our relationship with horror movies. You you watched Chucky when you were just born, I believe yep. you just said. Yep. Uh, my first horror movie was like a week ago. <laughs> not <laughs> no, I'm true. Ki- I'm kidding. Not true. But yeah. I I mean I do not like scary movies. I when we were um when Blair not Blair Witch uh well, nope. Blair Blair Witch terrified Blair Witch, you. Blair Witch scared the shit out of me. Yep. We watched that in your apartment. We, no, we watched that at um uh Billy's house. Oh, that's right. And Billy had that like big. Yeah, um, I did not like that. That back door that did was to the woods. Like, yeah, I don't even want that, to talk His about house it. was creepy anyway. Wanna, his house was terrifying. We don't need to go into detail. There was the witch in the basement, yep. all that bullshit. Yeah, all that weird stuff. But yep. his house was scary as shit. His house was scary. Uh, the the that, screaming incident. Yes, we don't need to talk about anything okay. else. I'm getting literal <laughs> goosebumps talking about our friend Billy's house. Anyway. Then we became... A, this was when we were teenagers, so I was allowed to be scared. We became yep. teenagers. Then we became adults. Yep. Uh, we went to see The Exorcism of Emily Rose in the theater yeah. together. Oh, this was great. So hold on. A little backstory on this, too, is we we met in school as friends, um, became best friends in then fifth grade. Then became lovers. Fifth grade in my in seventh eyes. seventh grade. And then seventh grade became lovers. Um, and then... Uh, we, we, what was it like? I went to college and you had a family. Is pretty much what yeah, happened. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Right. Um, and then we kind of reconnected. Well, I got, I got very deep into like conservative Christianity. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's what I was getting to. Is that like? So we both got into conservative Christianity. We were both yes. churchgoers for a while, um, and then I walked away from it pretty abruptly, uh, right around senior year, I think, the beginning or yeah. end of junior year, something like that. You got out when I should have gotten out. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I got out for one reason. I didn't get out for good reasons. I got out literally because it was like, oh, I want to drink beer and like smoke pot and try that's to get a, laid. That's a good reason. And I mean, I did two out of the three, so I won't really you, go into details you, what those yeah. were. <laughs> but I think you can guess. You can figure it out. Uh, but, anyway, <laughs> but then you went heavy into it. Heavy into it. I became a youth minister. Yeah. Uh, I And there's some things that I still don't mind about it. I really like the like compassionate side of that, but yeah. I am... I, I'm no longer an evangelical. I really yeah. feel very distant from a lot of that stuff now. Yeah. Um, but we have that, especially when you do stuff yeah. like that young, it becomes ingrained in oh, you. Oh, totally. Like but, the fear of, of the dark side, pretty yes. much. You know what I mean? But so, but so we, had, we were on two opposite sides of the fence, probably going into our like early 20s. And yeah. then I probably like a little bit later, we kind of... We, we had a little bit of a falling out, and then we started hanging out slowly again. And yep. one of the first things we did was we went to see The Exorcism, Exorcism of, Emily of Emily Rose. Because yep. it tied our two worlds together. It did. It was horror. <laughs> but also and, it dealt with, like, but dealt religion, with religion a little yeah. bit. So can I tell this? Because I love I'll, this. I'll, right, I'll, give so, you, I'll give you so this one. we're watching in the theater, right? In theater. And I, it wasn't a packed theater, but I we weren't alone. This. 
um, we're in there watching it. And then like, I don't remember exactly when, but you know, w- one of the first scariest <laughs> parts when she's walking down the college uh, campus at night and people's faces are kind of melting. He gets up and he goes to the bathroom and He's like talking about me. Yeah. Luke goes to the bathroom and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, Oh damn, he, that sucks. Like, it's getting good, you know? And then it goes back to the courtroom bullshit. He comes back and he sits down. He's fine. And then, you know, now there's like the part where she's like eating a spider and like it's getting scary again. So he gets up and he goes to the bathroom again. And I'm thinking to myself like, dude, this guy's got to piss a lot. And he's like pissing at all the best <laughs> parts. Like wait till the goddamn courtroom scene when it's boring and then you can go to the bathroom. And then finally he comes back and like, it gets really intense, like the barn scene with the one, two, three, four, one, two, five, three, four, five, six, blah, and she's, she's like speaking scr- in Latin, yeah, scratching yeah. the wall. He fucking shoots up, like I'm not even saying casually gets up, like he has to go. He he gets up and sprints from the theater. When he comes back that fourth time, I like lean over to him and I'm like, dude, are you fucking leaving this <laughs> this movie to fucking pray? I was, and he was. He was literally going to the bathroom. So he could get on his knees in a public bathroom and pray to God that he doesn't bring a demon home with him from this. No, movie. no, 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 I don't remember because I was scared. And I just Please don't want, let these demons come after me. I just wanted a little, comf- a little good old-fashioned God comfort. If you were a hardcore Christian, you would have prayed in that theater. That's all I'm going to say. I should have stood up and should've started st- screaming You would have got attacked. Tongues. You would have got attacked by so many people. <laughs> no, but so then... Uh, but I, I, I like... I love some horror movies. I, I think you as like much the more as Stephen the, King hates The Shining, I love The Shining. I think you like movies. more of like the psychological... I don't. Shit. I yeah. You you want the stuff that's like I don't like anything demonic or I I've never watched The Conjuring. I'll never watch. The oh, Conjuring. you would not make it through The Conjuring. Uh, the I Conjuring don't want, is I don't like scary. anything like that. Yeah, but music. Stay is away a, from James Wan then, because yeah. he does all that. Well, good also, shit. the music is a big part of it. Insidious has Insid- great music. Insid- I've never seen Insidious. I'll never see Insidious. That's, that's about that the Amityville people, right? Uh, it's the, you mean the people that like. The ghost trackers, yeah. So is the ghost conjuring. Trackers. Yeah, they're all kind of related, right? The, the uh, I've never seen Annabelle, but I feel like that wouldn't scare me as much because that seems a little cheesier. Annabelle was definitely cheesy. Like they pumped up the doll. If they just kept the doll that raggedy, the raggedy doll, end, I would. Yeah, because yeah. I've looked that shit up, and I don't like that. Either. To be honest, though, you would still crap your pants. I'm watching sure Annabelle. But so it, it, or anyway, so me, me and John hung we hung out that time, and it was fine. And then we kind of again went our separate ways a little while, and then we started becoming really good friends. We started writing again. We started becoming lovers again, yep. like having some really great, intense, like tantric sex sessions. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we were like mind melting. Like you guys would not believe. Yeah, no one has achieved <laughs> what we've achieved. Not even Sting. And fuck you, Sting. I know you think you have, but you haven't come close. No, no way. To the two dudes. Nope. <laughs> No, but we started hanging out again. We were writing together, which was kind of cool. And yep. then you're like, dude, let's go see another movie. And I'm like, Oh, are you going to talk about the Insidious one? No, not Insidious. Um, uh, Sinister. Sinister. Yeah, I'll let you and take I, this and one. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's cool. I was like, I don't really want to see a horror movie. I'd prefer a nice rom-com. Sin- Sinister, the movie about kids killing their parents. Yes. Yeah. So, and I want to go see it with my friend who has five of them. Yes, I have. At the time, I think <laughs> I only had three. two or three. Yeah. yeah. But so I'm like, all right, you know what? Fine. We always see my shitty whatever movies. I'll go see Sinister with you. It's a matinee, so I'll be fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we go see Sinister. I 
M. We did see it late though. It must have was been, it later. It was probably on a Tuesday when they do the matinee. Oh yeah, but it was yeah. late. That's why I was so tired. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that in yeah. one second. Actually, right now I'll just get to it. Yeah. Uh, I was pissing my pants from the beginning. <laughs> I was terrified of this movie. I don't do well with scary movies, especially in theaters where the music is loud. I fucking hate it. <laughs> and I'm like, there. It gets more and more intense. And then there's this crazy scene, and I'm like, I got. I don't know if I can watch this movie anymore. I don't care. Well, you guys can judge me all you want. I'll say it. I'm a fucking pussy when it comes to a lot of these movies. And I look over, like thinking, like maybe at least if I can see that John is a little like watching intensely or he's scared, <laughs> then it'll make me feel better. I look over at him, and he is sound asleep, <laughs> like, yeah, like not snoring yet, but like that, getting like, there, that like. <sighs> <sighs> All I remember of the movie that night was honestly the beginning. And I got, dude, I got so mad that you were asleep. <laughs> I was fucking furious because I didn't even want to see this goddamn movie. And now I'm sitting here watching it by yeah. myself. You fell asleep like right away. Instantly, because all I remember is the intro to that movie with the tree and the Yeah, the, the branch, tree. And that part and was scary. Going up. That was fucking I was like, terrifying. this is crazy. And then as soon as it like faded into like, oh, this is the actual movie, I was out. Just out like a light. Yeah. What's the scariest movie you've ever seen? Ooh, scary! You had to pick movie. the scariest, like effect on you, like lingering effect. Because so, the Blair Witch really fucked me up at the yeah, time, and um, probably still would if I watched it now. See, I I don't know, man. Like, because the I the movie that has affected me the most, like that I've see, like I've enjoyed, would be like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original. No, not enjoyed because I've enjoyed weirdo. that. That's yeah, a, just I know. a great. You're movie. A, but now a, strange a movie that like infected me. So there's actually the, the original movie that like infected my psyche and that like I still haven't kind of gotten over um, is is Eraserhead by David Lynch. Oh, I hate that. That movie. movie has still like has lingering effects on me. But there is a new one. Thanks to Shudder. Um, not too long ago, I watched a movie and you've never seen this. And I will tell you right now, do not watch this movie. I would never watch any movie you suggested to me this, on Shudder. This movie is called Society. Society, society is Christopher Walken. No, it, he's I, not I in this. Fawn from Into the Wild, but I was go ahead. whatever. But like, so this movie's called Society. Came out in the eighties. Um, it's not the best movie in the world as far as like anything goes. Okay, but you you remember watching the thing with me, right? Remember the thing with John Carpenter? I've never seen it. You never seen the? We thing? never ended up watching it. You've seen like the uh, at I least know pictures though, with like yeah. the, the effects and stuff. Yeah. So I want you to imagine if those effects could somehow have an orgy with... Um, okay, I'm getting hard. <laughs> trying to think. So like those effects having an orgy with, uh, I don't know, like like a fucking acid trip. Okay. Because okay. that's what society is. Society. Go it, ahead. The special effects guy that did it, I think his name was Screaming Mad. This is the guy's name. He's a Japanese effects artist. It's Screaming Mad George. That's this Japanese guy's name. What a dork. Dude, these effects at the... So there's a Hey, scene. what's up? My name's Jim. What's your name? Hold on. Screaming Mad George. Oh, is it? Yeah, but he's... You just, nerd. Oh, my name is a Screaming Mad George. You know, because I don't know if you're allowed to do that anymore. All right, edit that out. <laughs> no, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> but like, what I'm saying is these guys' effects, dude, are fucking wild. Because like... Yeah, but he's look, such a dork. Look up, look if screaming you, mad George, dude. Look, I up, fucking hate this guy already. Look up a scene, just I'm, a scene, just a scene from what of society. Look right. up, it's you ready? You're not even gonna like the name of it. 
The Shunting. Nope, I don't. Look up the shunting. I'm not looking that up. So the plot to this movie is I'm actually deleting this episode so I don't have to have (laughs) that in my head. Listen to this. So there's the the plot of this is like there's a kid, he's got his sister, and he's got his mom and his dad, but like his mom and his dad and his sister don't treat him right. Like he doesn't and he's rich. Like he's from a rich family. But he doesn't fit in. He doesn't feel like he belongs to this rich family. And then some all this weird shit happens with his friends and like the jocks, and he's like trying to hook up with this girl. And then, like, he ends up hooking up with another girl, I think. And then, like, the the sister is kind of, like, a little, like, weird with one of her, like, a kid in school that he he doesn't think she should be with. And anyway, it all leads to the shunting, which is essentially a party at their house with all of these rich people. And they, like, latch, they, like, suck the life out of him and his friend. Or they try to with him, and then they suck it out of the, the friend. But, like... It's disgusting. I've never seen effects before where I was like, this is fucking disturbing. I don't like and that. then when I was done, it, it, to the point where like the next day, I don't know if you ever had like that awkward, you know, like when you're around people and you're just like, oh, this is weird. Like, I don't like people are like, oh, what's wrong with you? And you're like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I just don't feel like I'm on my normal level feel. That's yeah. how I was. People were literally asking me like, hey, what, what's, why are you so quiet? Like, what's up? And I had to like think about it. And I was like, oh, you know what? It probably could be the fact that I just watched this movie called Society and it's really fucking gross and it's really fucked up and it's kind of disturbed me. Um, no, I don't. That I think is probably the number one movie right now that I think is like lingered okay. with me. But as far as like fear, I, like the way you were with Exorcism of Emily Rose, I don't know if I've ever. Demon, demonic shit gets me, but also been like, like that. I'm bra- breaking away from demonic shit. The two harm, I don't watch a lot. But uh, I think I probably saw both of these with you. And they're not recent at all, but they're mm-hmm. recent to me. Um, and they didn't scare me at the time, but they stuck with me in like a, like a good – they gave me like a good chill. Yeah. Um, the first one was It Follows. Oh, yeah. I thought that, that was, was great. One. Really is... well done, super different kind yep. of a movie. And yep. then um, The Babadook. Oh, The Babadook. I thought that yeah. was, was kind of creepy. That is another good one. Really jumpy and like – Yep. With that – the. Uh, like sound effects yes. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another good thing about like, like Blair Witch, for instance. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no effects to that movie. Right. But like when Bril- you, when you hear people, brilliant when movie. you hear like things hitting. Yeah. Or those um, fucking things hanging from the tree. Hanging from the like, tree or the pushing of the side of the tent. Like yeah. that's just so cheap effects, it's but so it's terrifying. Scary. Yeah. It's so fucking scary. Did you see Paranormal Activity? No. Oh, yes, I did. Because I was going to say, that's another one I feel that like one, we might have seen together. That one actually creeped me out quite a bit. And that's another one that's just like, it's perfect. Super low budget, but like well done. Well and done. Then all the sequels ruined it. Like similar to the Blair Witch. Yeah. But uh, what was I gonna say? The uh, the thing about Paranormal Activity that fucked me up was most of the movie didn't bother me. It was the part where they put the baby powder down and you saw the hoof prints. Yeah. That was fucking scary. Really? That did it for that you. That one did it for me. And then uh, I forgot what else I was gonna say. Oh, I was gonna say this. Nothing I've ever seen. All these movies we're talking about, all the movie the- like the- movies I've seen in theaters that I've had to leave. Still, none of them to me have ever been as scary as the scene from Signs where you see the alien at the the birthday party, the Mexican oh, birthday party. God, yeah, fuck that shit. That's then still the, the scariest thing and then in the, the world. To like me. the door, dude. The yeah. scene with under the he's looking under the door. Dude, Signs was gr- a Signs great is fucking terrifying. Movie. Yes, great. Fucking really movie. underestimated for how oh, terrifying yeah. it really is. And just a like overall well done movie. Yeah, and then he did the village. 
I didn't hate the village. I hated the village. Really? Just, did you hate the ending of the village or did you hate it as I a whole? I hated the ending because at that point you knew you were like, what's it going to be? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. it was Bruce Willis the whole time. Wait, you Bruce know? Willis was the village they were living he, in? Yeah, they were on his head. Wow. It was like a microscopic village not. on Bruce Willis' head. Wait, is head. every M. Night movie end with the is, Bruce Willis twist? Yeah, dude. Yeah, what's the one with the water? Well, Bruce Willis is in that. Bruce Willis is—is is he really? In yeah, that? he's in that. He, <laughs> I've never even seen that. Okay, one. well, the twist is yeah. he's in it. Oh, okay. So signs. Um, uh, although, hey, did you see what's the twist in signs? Though the twist in signs. Uh, you ran out of this bit. That, has no, lost the aliens, its luster for you. No, I was done with it. But we can pull a Bruce Willis twist <laughs> out of it. Um, so the aliens in signs are actually um, Bruce Willis fans. Nope, they're, they're fans actually of look who's talking. They're actually related to Hans Gruber from Die Hard. <laughs> Okay, so it's tied in, but not directly. Just a little bit. I like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, no, I was gonna say, have you seen um, the the uh, what the hell is it called? So there was there was Unbreakable Glass. What's the third one? Glass was the third one. Glass. Then what was? Oh, um, there was a Split. Or split whatever. was the. Yeah. second you've seen one. Glass. Yes. It was okay. What? It didn't hit me like I thought it would. I really Are liked you Split. Kidding me? I also like the M Night movies that no one else likes, like. Um, Lady in the Water, I really liked. Ugh. And uh, although I will say the one with Mark Wahlberg where they're running from the wind might be one of the oh, worst movies I've ever that, seen. Yeah, that was bad. With that John was, Leguizamo. That was when he, he was at his was height, too. Yeah, I know. And um, everyone's the like, happening. The happening. And everyone's yeah. like, this movie's going to be so yeah. good. They were like, the, the Sixth Sense, Signs, I remember, Village. I think I saw it with, with my whole... I think my whole family went to the theater that night. Like, my parents... And me and my brothers and sister. And I remember like <laughs> like it got like the beginning was creepy when everyone's stuck and then the lady oh, cuts yeah. her neck, whatever. Yeah, for sure. And then there's like it's like happening, happening, and then and then there's this the scene where Are you gonna talk about the scene where they run, where they from, run the from the wind? wind? I just remember it being quiet and then yeah. someone in the back just goes, What? Yeah. No. <laughs> and then everyone laughed and doesn't from that like point Mark, on it. Doesn't was, like Mark was, Wahlberg at one point he like he's like this way, and it's like, dude, how do you know which way He's to like, run from now the I'm wind? Now I'm gonna talk to the wind. Like, I don't. Yeah, that movie was terrible. It was so bad, so bad. John, I mean, there was a couple like there was some scenes that were like intentionally like supposed to be shocking, like when the dude get, like turns the lawnmower on and then runs himself over. See, with I don't it. even remember any of this. Yeah, it was, but it was over. Like the whole idea. That's what was it was. Just, where it was like, hey, let's imagine really effed up ways for people to kill themselves. Oh, why did they kill so, themselves? Oh, we'll figure it out. Well, that's the thing. We'll figure it out. That's the thing. So I thought about this after I saw it because all his movies have the, the M. Night twist. Yeah. And you're like, that's what makes him great. If this movie didn't have a twist, like if this shit just happened and they never explained it, that would have been better. Yeah. If like people just started fucking killing themselves and no one knew why. That's like, yeah. That, that would have been a better ending. I could see that. You like kind of just reminded me of uh, this book that I brought. This one that I've been reading. I just started it. It's um, it's a Japanese book by Junji. I'm probably gonna butcher this, but uh, Junji Ito. It's called Venus in the Blind Spot. Mm-hmm. It's ten short horror stories, um, written and drawn by um, this guy. And the first one is called Billions Alone. Um, I've only read two so far. Um, I got to tell you about the second one too, because the second one's great. But the the first one's called Billions Alone, and it's about people that are hanging out in groups. They end up like going missing, and then later they're found and they're like stitched together. Jeez. 
and they're like, like stitched that. with fish, fishing line, dude. Just like real quick, right? Obviously, the people on the podcast aren't going to be able to get the benefit, but like Ugh, that, you know I what I mean? I don't like that. Um, and it, and but it gets to the point where there's more, where there's like people, there's like a, it's like Christmas time, and so everyone's getting ready to hang out for a Christmas party, and like the entire party somewhere in here, there's like a people are like sewn around a Christmas tree. It's and this came out before the human centipede, so it's like. Yeah. Almost like they lifted it from this, right? The idea of like stitching people together or whatever. Right. Um, it's like the Neil Young, Stephen King. Could be. Tie-in. Yeah, or at least like thinking in the same mindset. Yeah. But so the second story kind of made me laugh because we're also, we both love Always Sunny. It's mm-hmm. like one of the funnier shows out there. Top three for sure. Um, there's, there's The second story is called The Human Chair. And it's about this guy that makes a chair so he can be in it when people sit on him. <laughs> And all I thought of was fucking Frank. Sold me into the couch so I can hear people talking makes, bad about me. Makes me think of Troy from Community where when he's in Hickey's office. Oh, and he grabs the he's chair. Like, he's yeah, like, this for... is going to be so good. Yeah, and then they, <laughs> he hear, just, he just... they hear him talking about his mom being put into the home yeah. or whatever it is. <laughs> it ain't going to do his thing, so you got to put him in the home. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're we're at an hour. I want to wrap this up, but before right. we do, uh, this is a we did have a Neil Young tie-in. We got a little bit off of it, but I do want to say we are uh, we're the two dudes from Two, two dudes, dudes, One King. Yep. Um, and obviously, we love Stephen King. What are you reading right now, dude? I've been like, uh, I've been reading Nightmares and Dreamscapes, and I hate to say it, it's definitely not my favorite really? collections, dude. What's in that one? Oh my god, uh, is that so the one the, Secret Window? No, that's um, that's four past midnight. Yes, no. Um, oh, Nightmares and Dreamscapes is a, is a is bunch short of short stories. stories. Short yeah, stories, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's not my favorite so far. Really? Yeah. Like I just read. I'm in the middle of dedication right now, and I can't even like tell you what that's about. But the the, the one the good story half of that is better than the, the first good half story that I did read is Suffer the Children. That one okay. about the teacher and the kids yep. are like aliens. That was a badass story. Yeah, but I've just had like two duds in a row. Where Towards I was the end, I, be- I believe in that one is um, the it's called like the the ten o'clock people or something like that. It's I think about, that's in there. Yeah. That one's really good. There's there's a bunch of really good ones in that. Okay, one. um, I'm holding out hope for it, but I've also for some reason I've just been slacking. Now that like I started reading this, I've been reading Shaky. Yeah, I've I'm, been reading. I'm uh, gonna reread Dune and probably read the the couple sequels after it because yeah. I'm, I'm I've been texting with friends and they're like. You, they're Keep not all going. good, but like the next few are really good. Okay. But I, right now I'm reading Gerald's Game, which you recommended years ago. Yep. But I couldn't get into, and now I'm flying through it. And you're going to be in for a treat, dude, when you get to finish it, because give yourself like a week, but the, it's probably still on Netflix, and you got to watch it on I'm going to watch it for sure. I can't remember who it is. I can't imagine how they could do this on dude, Netflix. Dude, and that's the thing. That's the thing that is awesome about it is they had to cut because it's all in her head like it's yeah it's just her yeah you know what i mean so i'm not going to give it away but the way they were able to turn that into something because you can't just show a, a lady yeah. handcuffed to the bed for an hour and a half and you know just her thinking and all the anger you know what i mean it's yeah. not going to work but so the way they were like how can we make it so that she has to communicate with everyone out loud what's yeah. going on and they nailed it, dude. Okay, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I should be done in less than a week. I'm liter I'm flying through this book, and it's great. Um, but uh, after that, I have I think I have five left, and then I've read everything, every you, King book. Yeah, you're definitely ahead of me for sure because I think I have like ten left, ten or eleven. Yeah. Um, but the girl, what the hell is she from? It's who plays her? Yeah. Who is plays this... Jesse Burlingame? Yeah, it's 
Carla Carla Giugino. I don't know who that is. And I'm trying to... Th- like, she was in The Watchmen. She's an American gangster. Okay, I love The Watchmen. She's in The Haunting of Hill House. I know who it is now. I, can, I, I know who it is. I know who you're talking about. But, like, there's something... There was, like, a specific... Because, like, I don't know her from any of those. So I don't remember what it was that I remember her from. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Two Dudes, One King. Love Neil Young. Lo- love Stephen King. They're big- oh, son-in-law. That's what I was thinking with of. Polly Shore? Yeah, she's the girlfriend and son-in-law. Weird. Yeah, the one that comes back with the red hair and she pretends... I've never like, seen son-in-law. You've never seen I've son-in-law? I've only seen Jury Duty, Biodome, and Encino Man. Okay, I mean... Most Encino of Man is his best work by far. Also, Sean Aston's best movie by far. Dude. And Brendan Fraser. No, Brendan Fraser, dude. Airheads is his best movie. That's a good point. With Steve Buscemi and Adam Sandler. Like, That's a great Classic movie, actually, movie yeah. right there, dude. So, I, I, we are ending... But I'm Coneheads is on Amazon Prime. I've never seen Coneheads. What? There are so many famous people in Dude, Coneheads. it's an SNL movie. Coneheads was an I know, SNL skit. That's but why I thought so there many. was maybe three or four. No, dude. Michael McKean's in it. Everyone's Adam Sandler. In it. David Spade. Yes. Sinbad. Chris Phil Farley. Hartman, Chris Farley is as in the it. boyfriend. There's Jane Curtin. Obviously, she plays one yeah. of the main ones. But like, yeah. there's so many fucking like and then a, huge names in it. Who's in the? Oh, David Spade is the David Spade is the, the, the yeah. he he becomes the assistant yeah. to the other Who, alien, which ends up being a spinoff character for that skit he does the the receptionist skit that he, that oh, he does yeah, and yeah, all yeah, the bad yeah, boys yeah. things. Anyway, yeah. blah blah blah. Right. Two dudes, one king. We love Stephen King. We love Neil Young. This has been a bonus episode. Yeah, parting thoughts. <laughs> parting thoughts. Just shout out to all of our followers out there. If yeah. any of them happen to be listening to this, we'll have to put a post out. Also, shout out to Nails Lofgren for being your friend. And- yeah, um, and for all the nails, even though we don't really need them, but yeah. like we always got them. How do you know him again? You know How did I mean? you meet him? How did I meet Nails? Yeah, just walking down the street, and I saw you're this not person. related to him because your voice sounds very similar to no, his. No, I'm not related to him. Not I'm, even a I'm little bit. I'm not a Lofgren. No. Nope. Okay. Yeah, but like. Walking down the street, saw Nails Emporium, went in, and yeah. it was... Uh, and you just became friends. Became be- Like, you honestly can't get out of there once you go in. A guy likes to talk. He does like to talk. He likes to talk, dude. He really likes to let an ad linger. He does. Sometimes he sends a good two and a half minute ad. Yeah. It's hard for us to play those, but... Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure he'll cut them down. Yeah. He can cut them down to a minute solid. <laughs> maybe 57 seconds. <laughs> maybe even a few seconds under that. Who went, by the time this comes out, who knows, maybe he already his... His theme song might already be out there. Could be. Or his closer, I'll just, I don't know. I'll just say he needs to get his own podcast, because then he can kind of you know rant and rave I all he wants. I swear to God, if Nails Lofgren starts his own podcast and becomes more successful than anything else that <laughs> I'm doing, I'm going to be very upset. That's just the way the nails tumble, I guess. That's good. That's, I'm ending that. <laughs> all right, two dudes, one king. That's just the way the nails tumble. Bye. You done it now, Jordy Farrell. You monkhead. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.